Hey guys, Thurian Still Gaming here with yet another GXG micro episode. On today's episode, I want to talk about why Destiny 2 fans have gripes with the season of the worthy. This article comes from Game Rant, but before I get to the article, just want to remind you that if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Anchor.fm, please rate, uh, leave a review, hit a clap, wherever, whatever platform you're listening to. Please share, like, subscribe. I appreciate the, and if you'd like to support us in any way, shape, or form, head over to anchor.fm, as little as 99 cents. You can help us out, helps us with the equipment and such. Uh, now let's get to the article. Now, this week, players, uh, they began their progress on Destiny 2's Season of the Worthy, but some serious, serious gripes with it so far. Uh, again, this is an article from Game Rant. Now, Season of the Worthy brought along many pos- uh, positive changes to Destiny 2 and brought back highly requested Trials of Osiris PvP endgame content. Along with the Trials, Season 10 also included several new additions to the PvE content involving the Warmine and preparing the Cabal's final assault. Players have now begun their progression through Season 10, just like any other uh, season, though without some serious gripes. Now, Destiny 2's community has been uh, has seen a lot of recruiting po- uh, recurring posts in the last few days about issues with the Season of the Worthy, with players questioning whether uh, the Saf- uh the Seraph Tower events are worth grinding uh, enough through. Even fans are unhappy with Trials of Osiris, despite this being its first weekend and lack content finding any differences compared to the original iteration of Destiny. While these posts aren't inherently representative of the season's quality, here are some of the main f- fan gripes thus far. Now, the Seraph Tower is one of the defining differences in the season of the Worthy compared to previous seasons. It's an inclusion of the Seraph Tower as a public event. The Seraph Tower Defense uh, event is a tower defense style game that requires Guardians to defend three sectors individually while powering up a central tower to 100%. In the Season of the Undying, the Season of the Dawn, both the main PvE activities included these uh, for the season and were strike style horde modes that were separate from the public areas in Destiny 2. Now, since the Seraph Tower defenses are public events, there is no preset matchmaking to gather the group up of Guardians to complete these events. What irks the fans, though, the most about the Seraph Towers is because the public events, the other players have ability to drop in and out of these events freely, unlike the Vex Offensive and the Sundial. Players feel that this may have the events inherently harder by default without even having to take into account the raised power levels for enemies during the event. Enemies in the Seraph Seraph Tower defense events are much stronger and have a lot more health in standard public events, uh, scaled even higher than the Escalation Protocol public events. From Destiny 2's Warmine expansion. Because of this, many players are finding uh, the, the completion rate of the Seraph Towers to be very difficult for the public events. Now, along, along with the Seraph Towers, players also feel the grind reward ratio of Warmine bunker bounties and bits makes an effort not worth the upgrade uh, to upgrade them. Since the Ritual Weapons loot pool is similar to compared to the Sundial, which had similar upgrade system Warmine bunkers, there becomes a little drive to actually grind towards the rewards. Bungie has also made several changes to the gun perks with new loot preventing any viable good, uh, good god rolls, meaning there's no chance to get any reloads of the damage perks at the same time. Weapons from the previous seasons did, making the instantly more un, uh, uh, unusable and upgraded to the new, uh, the new power cap rather than opting in for the new weapon entry. Uh, even if the player does want these new weapons, Warmind Bunkers have introduced new currency systems that are a very convoluted bunker upgrade system. Requiring Warmind war bits and chipsets are the most successful done by farming bounties, but unlike Sundial, the, curren- the currency takes much longer to obtain. 
Even with the higher base difficulty, the, the Seraph Towers don't reward players with many bits or chipsets either, so the majority of the bunker upgrades are funded by daily slash weekly bounties instead. It is early on in the season, so it's hard to tell if the grinding bunkers is worth the extra effort for players, but for right now, fans feel uh, a little desire to do so. Now, the trial of Osiris, Trials of Osiris rewards. Bungie initially explained that Trials of Osiris was put on hiatus for Destiny 2 at the first because the development team wanted a meaningful retool the mode for proper reintroduction. Now, with the season of the worthy, Trials of Osiris, Trials of Osiris has come back for the first weekend, and fans are upset about the substance of Trials 2.0 and how the loot is distributed. Uh, permanently, adept weapons variations were present in the original Destiny Trials of Osiris and now returning for the current iteration of Destiny 2. Adept weapons are essentially powerful versions of the legendary gear and had elemental damage properties which made them better than the typical legendary loot guardians could find from other modes. Guardians can still receive pinnacle gear from Trials of Osiris even if they don't have the flawless run, but the adept weapons were one of the main attractions of Trials of Osiris in the first Destiny. Now, another main complaint for the fans is the fact that the armor is not available to players unless they go flawless in Trials. And even then, assuming the players do go flawless, there's only one armor piece in the rotation each week. This means players would need to go flawless at least five times to get full Trials of Osiris armor, so the earliest players you uh, will need to win Trials for five consecutive weeks. Even though there's plenty of new exotics coming in Season 10, fans feel it's making Trials of Osiris far more grindy-oriented uh, and reasonably needs to be making armor far more unobtainable even for the best players. Now, all things considered, Bungie and Destiny development team have been incredibly uh, respective of fans' feedback, especially after Bungie split the Activision early last year. It's interesting to see how the rest of the season uh, pans out and how these designs choose factor into Destiny 2's near future. Here's my thoughts. My thoughts, uh, I have really no thoughts on Trials of Osiris as far as because I haven't played it. I haven't played it since uh, Destiny 1. But I'll, I'll start with Trials of Osiris. I think... The whole fact that they got rid of Trials of Osiris from Destiny 1 and gave Trials of the Nine and Destiny 2 and then got rid of Trials of, uh, of the Nine to bring back, and they said they were going to be working on it, they just brought back the exact same scenario as Destiny 1. Trials of Osiris from Destiny 1. The only difference is that different coins and stuff that you can get from here are different than in, in, in Destiny 1. But for two years they were working on Trials of Osiris to make it exactly like Trials of Osiris back in D1. So what did they actually work on here, right? What kind of uh, retool did they work on to get it better than it was in Destiny 1? I don't know. We'll find out as more Trials of Osiris is played. And the, and the big guys out there that play it all the time start complaining or telling what's good or the pros and cons about it. As far as the event in the actual planet... I'm okay, and I know um, if you guys watch me on the Rage's Round Table, Lono is totally against the 980 public event. What I'm okay with is if they introduce this as a uh, uh, introduction to this, when you first get into the game, you watch the cutscene, you do the mission, the very first time you do the Seraph Tower event, it should be um, like a tutorial. Anna Bray should tell you, hey, there's a tower in the center, it's charging up, you have to hit the towers on the side, you gotta throw those balls into it, and all that stuff to get you prepared for what it is. Because there's still people right now that don't know that they have to throw the balls at the actual tower, uh, at, at the actual ball from each tower to move it towards the center. People are using them and throwing them at enemies. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. I do like the event. 
I think it'll get old really fast. I've played it nonstop for the entire week. I'm recording this on Saturday morning at 11.26 a.m. And I've been playing, uh, I played for four hours on Tuesday night. I played for four hours on uh, Wednesday morning and then uh, four hours again on Wednesday night. I played it again for four hours on Thursday night. I played it for two hours on Friday. I've, I've put in about 20 hours into the bunker and I'm, I'm filled up with rank 1, filled up with rank 2, and I have 4 more to go on rank 3. What I do like about the event itself is that there's weapons in the bunker that you can unlock and then get. Uh, it has the ability on the weapons itself that have a Warmind cell. And the Warmind cell is an actually pretty cool thing because if you shoot it, it can it can stun him. If you blow it up, it blows up the entire area. And then if you go close to it, it can heal you. So that is a cool mechanic that they've done. Now, I don't know about the other weapons, if they do the exact same thing. If they do, then it's kind of weird because then it's just five weapons that all do the exact same thing. And I have yet to play with that to see what it is. But once you have a full fire team that has these type of weapons... That would be pretty interesting because then you would go through the event a lot quicker and smoother. But as it stands right now, it's a public event. So there's people in there that are like 900, 940, uh, and they're struggling because it's 980. Uh, the, the, the bad guys, the baddies are, are overpowered. Uh, and it's unenjoyable if you show up and there's no one there. You start it up and you just can't do it. Now, mind you, I was 955 when I started it. And I did 3-man it and 2-man it in, in, uh, in a couple of occasions. And it is possible, if you know what you're doing. Um, the, the event itself is cool because you have to clear the plates. If you clear the plates, uh, you get 6 balls that come out. If you don't clear the plates, you get 2 balls that come out. And if you get the 2 balls, it's it's un, um, you're, you're not going to complete it. Right? You have to get the 6. If you get the 6 and throw them all at the ball, you can clear it real fast. you got to do 2 rotations around to both towers two times each and then you complete the event the amount of uh of loot that you're getting from each one you're only getting four coins if you fail you get six coins if you don't fail you can get 10 if you upgrade the bunker and the bunker is a slow slow grind um there's other videos out there that tell you which ones to buy paul tassie has an article that tells you which ones to buy first to help you uh get through the warmind bunker i think the warmind bunker itself uh, where Rasputin is, every day is a daily, and that's a fun event. I've, I've soloed that every single time. Uh, and again, right now I'm only at 966, and I was soloing at 956. So it is possible to do it, you just have to be smart about it. Um, overall, I really can't tell you if I like the season or not like the season, because it's lackluster. It's it's a lot of grinding, a lot of stuff that's not... I'm playing old content, I'm, I'm grabbing new stuff, and then going to Lost Sectors... To complete the uh, to complete the game, so these are just my thoughts. Let me hear yours in the comment section down below. Uh, please hit up our Discord or follow me on Twitter. Have conversations with me at Thirty and Still Gaming on Twitter. Come live and watch me on Mixer.com/slash Thirty and Still Gaming on Thursday nights uh, for Generation X Gaming's podcast, and I stream every single day of the week, Monday through Friday. Uh, come check that out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, if you're listening to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Anchor.fm, please share, like, and subscribe. And I'll see you guys on the next one.